0: Hello and welcome into a new episode on the Lubumba Pastors Blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan.
1: And I'm Holden!
0: And today we're doing another episode of Question and Answer Time with Holden. So Holden has a couple of questions that he's come up with on his own and I'm going to do my best to answer them from Scripture. So Holden, what's your first question?
1: My first question is why did Romans have slaves?
0: That's a great question. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 21 to read some instructions that God gave on the topic of slavery. But before we read there, I want to just preface that a lot of times when we look at the issue of slavery or the topic of slavery in our time in history, we are just looking at it on the perspective of like the African slave trade in North America and the, the Caribbean region and in Europe. And we're we're thinking of it in the sense of where there were different nations that conquered each other or tribes that conquered each other, and the peoples that they conquered were sold into slavery. And you see that happening all through scripture. The, when the Israelites were conquered by the Babylonians, they were sold into slavery and dispersed throughout the um, Babylonian empire. And like Joseph, when Joseph was sold into slavery, his brothers had had kidnapped him and, and, and sold him away. But there's a different category of, of slaves that the Bible also talks about, which is a person who gets into debt and then doesn't have a way to repay his debts. And we're going to find in Scripture that God held people accountable. You weren't allowed to just declare bankruptcy, as you can in some countries today, and, and be freed from your, your debt because you just couldn't pay. You had to work off your debt no matter how long it it took. So, in Exodus 21, in the beginning of that chapter, we read these things about someone who was a debtor servant or an indentured servant. So, in verse 1, it says, Now these are the rules that you shall set before them. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. If he comes in single, he shall go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and she shall go out alone. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will will not go out free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear, holding that means make a hole in his ear, Through with an all, and he shall be his slave forever. So, this is the category of a person who actually had to sell himself as a slave because maybe there was a time of famine and he couldn't support his family. And then there was somebody who was wealthy who could afford to hire servants, and you would hire yourself out. And we see the wages that this person was making was just his room and board. It didn't mean that his master paid him a salary beyond that. But see, in in our times where the world is really so prosperous compared to ancient times where every society was an agricultural society, and if famine came, even if you were a very wealthy person, you could become impoverished very quickly. That's why you see Solomon advise people in the book of um, Proverbs that wealth does not endure to all generations. And so... You should raise livestock as a way of when times of hardship come, your animals will provide you with clothes and milk and butter and etc. So now, so that's the first category here of, of what is still called slavery. But you see, it's a person was a debtor's servant and God allowed that. In, in, that you weren't just, if, if you got into debt, you owed someone money you had to pay that debt you couldn't just escape from it you had a responsibility to to repay that and then here in later in chapter 21 there's a different rule which talks about when um a person is is kidnapped and in that instruction let me see if i can find it here holden in verse number 16 of of Exodus 21, it says, whoever steals a man and sells him and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. So that condemns all of the, the slave trades where people conquered one another, captured people, kidnapped them and then sold them into slavery. The penalty for that behavior was death. So we see God condemning that. But in the Roman Empire, to go back to your question, the, much of the of the Roman Empire was made up of slaves. The Romans had power. They conquered a lot of different peoples, and then they would enslave those peoples. And the nations would pay tribute to Rome, so that Rome got richer. So, like that's where the you remember the time where the Jewish leaders come to Jesus and they ask, "Is it right for us to have to pay tax to Caesar? To pay tax to the emperor?" Because the Jews didn't want to have to pay tax to the emperor, and but they were trying to get Jesus in trouble if he. If he said, well, no, you don't have to pay tax to Caesar, then the Romans would be mad at him. But if he said, you do have to pay tax to Caesar, then the Jews would be mad at him. So they thought they could catch him in his words. And that's where Jesus said, well, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God's the things that are God's. But so that that um, practice of slavery is also something that the Bible uses in the New Testament to illustrate um a, a principle about how God saves us so do you want to ask your the other question you mentioned about adoption and adoption into God's family
1: well I was asked I was going to ask why, why because I still wonder because I remember doing the born again one mm-hmm. but I still have an act um question about that one yeah. and it, I I still don't understand how you get born again.
0: Okay, great question. So in John chapter 3, we have the very famous story of when a man named Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, and Jesus tells him that a person cannot enter the kingdom of God unless he is what?
1: Born again.
0: Very good. So your question, like, and Nicodemus asked the same question. He asked Jesus to clarify what he meant. He said, or he, can a man, how can a man go back into his mother's womb for a second time? And Jesus clarifies to him, saying in verse 5, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So what Jesus is saying there is being born of God is not something that you can notice physically like you can with when a baby is born. Mm-hmm. Like you remember when your sister was born in October? She was sober. She was crying. Yeah, we had, we had a physical baby to see that your sister was alive and to meet her and to see what she looked like, right? Mm-hmm. But spiritual rebirth is not manifested physically, it's manifested in our behavior. So if I was to ask you, who do you look like? Like, wh- who do you resemble? Who do you hear people saying that you resemble?
1: You, Me mom.
0: and your mom, right? Children always resemble their parents because physically you get most of your DNA from your mom and dad's DNA. In fact, scientists say that children are usually around 98 and a half percent, exactly the same in their DNA as their parents. So physically we resemble each other. We look similar to each other. Mm -hmm. But in John chapter eight, when Jesus was speaking to the crowds, do you remember who he said our father is when we are first born? Do you remember that story? Oh, he said, you it's are,
1: Satan.
0: Yeah. You are of your father, the devil. And he said, his he talks about his will was to, to cheat, to lie, to murder, to steal. So if that's spiritually who our father is, then what kind of things will we do?
1: Bad things. Right,
0: because Satan is evil, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if that's who who were, were produced by spiritually, then we will also produce the same things of Satan. Mm-hmm. So when God says we need to be born again, he's saying we need to be born of God. Mm-hmm. And if we're born of God, then what types of things will we start to do in our lives, do you think?
1: Good things.
0: Good things, because God is good, right? And that's why Jesus said that we can know trees by their... Do you remember that passage? No. You can recognize a tree by its fruit. Like, just like when we go outside here and you look at a tree and it has mangoes on it, what type of tree is that?
1: A mango tree.
0: If you see jackfruit on it, what type of tree is that?
1: Jackfruit.
0: Very good. So, when you look at a person's life and you see them producing things that agree with Jesus, you can say...
1: It's good fruit.
0: Yeah, this one is born of God. But in contrast, if you see evil things in their life, what does that show you?
1: Bad fruit, yucky fruit. <laughs>
0: right, and that shows that they haven't been born of God yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what, when God says that a person must be born again to enter the kingdom of God, we are born when we receive salvation through believing in Jesus' mm-hmm. death and resurrection for us. That Jesus mm-hmm. has taken away the penalty for our sins. Why, why do we need Jesus to die for our sins?
1: Um, because... Because he was taking away all of our punishment.
0: That's right. We deserve to be punished, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've sinned, and the Bible says sinning makes you fall short of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And since God is just, he has there has to be punishment for our sin. He can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to ignore your sin and not deal with your sin." Someone had to be punished for our sin, but we needed a perfect lamb to take away our sin so that's why god sent jesus into the world
1: so daddy Uh i had four questions (laughs) you answered two of them okay let's do
0: we're we're almost out of time so ask ask your third question we'll stop there
1: okay and okay so my second question my third question is Mm -hmm. about adoption Okay, and why Mm -hmm. was it good to have a boy when we in Roman's time.
0: <laughs> so Holden's asking a question that's related to something that we just we were just studying in Roman culture about how sometimes a man who did not have an heir, that's that's uh, someone to inherit his name and his property and maybe even his position if he worked in the government, he might adopt a servant of his that had served him well and that pleased him so that he could continue his family line. Mm-hmm. So like you, what's your last name?
1: Holden. No,
0: that's your first name. What's your last name? So,
1: S- Holden huh.
0: where do you get your last name, Mahalski, from?
1: You, Dad.
0: That's right. So you carry on my name, which I got from my dad, and he got from his dad. So men carry on the family's name. So in... In Roman culture, if you didn't have, because at that time, usually women weren't allowed to inherit property and things. So if you wanted to maintain what belonged to your family and not to just go to your daughter's husband, you needed your own male heir to inherit things. So that's why they would sometimes adopt. And even this even happened with politicians. Very, very um, powerful politicians did that. But god uses that that term adoption to describe what he has done for us in our family like this, this is a great question holden because we we're just talking about how we need to be born again to enter god's family but the in um in romans chapter 8 we're told this about the spirit of adoption it says in verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Do you remember what that that word, Abba, what it's describing?
1: It's, it means, de- um Abba means father.
0: Uh-huh, but it's like a, it's a term of... Like in English, probably the closest thing to it is like say, saying daddy. Like it's, yeah. it's a term of close affection between a child and their father. So by being born of God's spirit, God says we've, been a, we've received the spirit of adoption. And the Holy Spirit in us actually testifies to God and to ourselves that we belong to God. And so he says we don't have to fall back into fear. Is there sometimes where you do something wrong where you are afraid to come and tell mom or me
1: yeah one time
0: well you don't have to give us a specific example well,
1: i can I can tell you actually okay. one time
0: okay Gus Go ahead.
1: Was, was doing was doing something bad like shaking the tank shaking the tank pipes that went all the way to her high mm-hmm. water tank yeah and I actually lied.
0: Oh, you did? Yes. Mm.
1: I lied to mom Mm. that he was doing something bad. Mm. But I lied because I I was afraid of the punishment that I would get for climbing on the ladder.
0: Oh, you were climbing on the ladder? Yeah. Okay.
1: And he was also shaking the pipes.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's dangerous. You know you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So, but even in you confessing your sin to me right now, you're not afraid that I'll say, okay, you're not my son anymore, are you? No, no you know you're always my son, and then I'll always love you. And there might be consequence for our sin, right? There might be punishment and discipline, but that won't ever stop your mom and dad from loving you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this verse is telling us that we have in God, that though sometimes we fail, we don't have to fall back into fear and fear eternal punishment for our sin. Mm-hmm. God has already taken away our punishment by sending Jesus to die in our place. Mm-hmm. So we are free and we are children of God forever. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful truth, isn't that?
1: Uh-huh.
0: mm mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's all we have time for today. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do I usually finish each, each lesson? What do I say?
1: Um, God bless you all.
0: Very good.